You're now listening to episode 84 of the Real Estate CPA Podcast. Your source for all things real estate, accounting, and tax. Here we reveal our secrets that can save you thousands in taxes, streamline your accounting process, and help grow your business. Stay tuned to hear insightful interviews with industry experts, successful real estate investors, and current clients on what strategies they use to grow their business and how they steer clear of Uncle Sam. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Thomas Costelli joined here today with Alec Levin, Principal Technical Manager at Oracle, single-family real estate investor and client of ours here at The Real Estate CPA. He recently released his book, Own Your Future with Real Estate, The Quick Start Guide to Replacing Your Salary by Renting Out Single-Family Homes. In today's episode, we discuss why Alec chose real estate as his path towards financial independence, how he scaled his portfolio, and his books, which provides guidelines on how to build your own single-family portfolio, and of course, the tax strategies he uses to minimize his tax bills. Alec, pleasure to have you on the show today. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about your background and how you got started in real estate? Hey, Thomas, thank you for having me on. My name is Alec Levin, and um, I started in with real estate in 2016. And uh, as many did, I've started, I've started after reading the Robert Kiyosaki book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, and why I read this book is because um, I start to scratch my head and, and see uh, the big difference between having savings for retirement or having income for retirement. Obviously, savings is just a finite number that I may over, outlive it. But uh, the question, how do I retire while having income? And especially so, how do I have income while I sleep? And this is where Robert's book came in. And uh, since then, I just uh, took the plunge and never looked back. Guys, so you know, there's a lot of different asset classes out there. There's small businesses, there's stocks, bonds, mutual funds, everything you can find in the financial markets. You know, Out of everything that you could invest in to get income in retirement, why real estate? Number one, I divested from any paper assets. Zero in stock market, zero. I pulled everything from my 401k and I'm all into real estate. I mean, completely, 100%. And the reason is uh, there are eight benefits of real estate that other investment strategies don't offer. And uh, the, the eight benefits are cheap insurance, cheap insurance that can protect uh, my investment, uh, leverage. It's a leveraged investment. <clears throat> and uh, other, other investment strategy offers such thing, but... Uh, I will not go more risky, more sophisticated. I think uh, it's fairly straightforward and simple to leverage 80% of the investment with a bank uh, while having only 20%. The third one is equity. It's fairly easy to tap cheaply into equity of your investment. So if you are successful, you invested, your investment grew, and you have equity, you want to tap into it without liquidating it. So it's very easy and cheap to tap into equity with real estate. And that's uh, uh, number three. Number four, appreciation, which is no brainer, just like any <clears throat> investment, if it's successful, it just grows. So here appreciation, similar like stock market. Tax benefit, I have not seen anything close and <laughs> I know um, we're, you're a tax professional. Uh, so I'm preaching to the choir here, but uh, I have not seen uh, anything anywhere close to uh, a tax benefit that real estate provides, they say 
they say oil and, and uh, gas exploration and farming offer even better investment, that's a higher bar for me. Real estate investment is much easier bar to cross. That's number four, uh, five. Number six, risk sharing and other investment strategies. You are all 100% all in. It's all your money um, and, and, and you don't share the risk. With real estate investment, you share the risk with the bank. Even more so, the bank takes on sometimes 87% of the risk, but normally 80% of the risk. And these guys know a thing about risk, know a thing or two about risk. So if I come and say, hey, I want this investment and they run the numbers, it's risky. I'm not getting financing, but hey, it's a good thing. They, they prevent me investing in something risky. So risk sharing is uh, number six. Number seven, <clears throat> demand. I am yet to see uh, there is an app for that. Uh, when it comes to real estate investing. So pretty much everything, you have an app for that, but not so much for such a basic needs. And if, if, need is, and if you're familiar with the uh, hierarchy of needs of Maslow, it's a very basic need. Everybody needs that, uh, the shelter. Uh, I am yet to see an app for that. Yes. Go and slip into the app. And uh, number eight, <clears throat> It's a business. It's a business. The moment I have my first rental property, uh, I'm a businessman. And that's awesome on its own. I'm, I'm not, I will not go into it, but uh, you start to, to see the completely different world. You start to acquire a different mindset. Though, uh, many, many other doors open to you. Um, business is awesome. It's good to hear. And I, and I, and I agree with all those points. Those points are fantastic. It's the same reason why I got into real estate myself and why I'm sure many of the other listeners here today, uh, why they got into real estate as well. And for, from my understanding, you're investing in single family houses, single family rental properties. Why, why do single family? Why, why not, why not office buildings or something along? Why not? You know, why single family? I, I think it's because, um, it's the lowest, the easiest way to get into it. It's uh, so I leave myself in, in single family home where I, the, that I bought. Well, today I live in a house that we built ourselves. Uh, but uh, before that, it's, it's a familiar experience. So buying a house, it's a familiar experience. Uh, if I went with the office building or commercial, it would be too much of a change, too much of a learning, too much of a uh, ramp up. With the single family homes, um, it's very familiar experience. So the, the barrier, the barrier is very low to, to enter from the mindset perspective. Got it. Got it. So it's, it's, I mean, I, I would, I would have to agree with that. Uh, it's definitely easier to get into a single family home than it is to get into some of these other properties, you know, a multifamily or office, a lot more familiar for a lot of people. Uh, so would you be able to tell us a little bit about how you scaled your portfolio uh, over time to basically cover your full-time income? Yeah, so uh, we're going with a well-known approach. I think it's called Burr. Um, yep. Buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat, or whatever R is there. Yep. So you buy property, uh, you let it appreciate. Uh, you maybe add some forced appreciation, so it appreciates faster. It gets, <clears throat> it gets, um, uh, grows equity. You tap into equity, use it as a, um, 
down payment, you finance the rest. So you go very aggressive, 100% finance, sometimes just to break even, not with the cash flow, but not going into red. You let it sit, it appreciates. <laughs> mm-hmm. You add some forced appreciation with a nice coat of paint with added bathroom. So it appreciates faster. You tap into equity, just rinse and repeat. In our case, we also built our own homes. So we at one point decided, hey, why go and buy retail? Let's build build it and, and acquire a house at, uh, at cost. So once the house is built, you get into it and the uh, and the bank appraises it for market value. So suddenly you have much more equity. So it's even more aggressive forced appreciation than just improving existing property. But definitely the, the, the pattern is uh, improving the property, forcing appreciation, tapping into equity and acquiring the next one. Got it. The burst strategy. Well, we, we love that over here at the Real Estate CPA. A lot of our clients use it. Yes. And uh, one of our, one of our one of our team members, Taylor, who's been on the podcast a handful of times, uses it and has a lot of success with it. Um, so, you know, out of curiosity, how do you you're building this big rental portfolio? Uh, how do you manage that while you're while you continue to work full time? It's a it's a very good question. I think the the, the best strategy is to <clears throat> get educated. At the beginning, in my in my first year, I had very many sleepless nights only because what do I do? So now, now I'm into it. I have one or two or three properties, but what do I do with the taxes? What do I do with the bookkeeping? Which turned out to be completely, completely a nightmare. Hey, what's with bookkeeping? It's just money in, money out. No, not exactly. It's very complex. So uh, first is just to uh, educate on every key aspect of of the investing and uh, find out the, the the pattern that fit fits your your niche or fits your area of, of investment so once the pattern emerge you just follow and, and develop a discipline for bookkeeping <clears throat> for bookkeeping you just keep the records and uh, upload it to the to the software um, and, and uh, at some point you just uh, hire a professional that it costs it's a money well spent to hire a professional who will do it fast more precise uh, and free your uh, time to do your core work investing or just send you to do your day job <laughs> and a lot lot a lot less headache so pattern discipline of patterns um, hiring professionals to do this work um, and obviously online tools. Got it. Got it. We've, those are all excellent ways to do it. And at, at this point, I think if I heard you right, you're, you're not self-managing these properties. You have professional property managers or are you outsourcing just aspects of the management process to other people and not using a full on property manager? I don't use property management <clears throat> in our area. area it would eat up my, uh, my thin margin. So I, I do it for myself <clears throat> to compensate on that. Again, uh, self-management, I have self-management discipline, uh, a daily routine, a weekly routine, a quarterly routine, and things like uh, require professional, uh, prof- profes- professional uh, uh, specialities such as bookkeeping or tax professions, professionals, mm-hmm. I definitely hire on demand mm-hmm. And uh, and I use them. 
I got don't do professional property management that uh, company. So well, that you know that that's good to hear because a lot of you know it's good to hear that it could actually be done while working a full time job while self managing. You know, a lot of people, a lot of uh, listeners, I'm sure out there, they're using professional property management, and sometimes depending on the area you're in, like you said, the margins can be thin. And it's sometimes prohibitive, but good to hear that it can be done with just a little bit of discipline, a little bit of uh, outsourcing and some, some smart work there. Um, So, you know, and now that you've, now that you basically built a portfolio to cover your income, why, why continue to work full time? Why not retire early? Well, to be uh, completely uh, brutally brazen or, or uh, direct, <clears throat> why leave money on the table? So I, yeah. I'm, I love my job. I really, really love my job. I love mm-hmm. people I work with. I, I love what I'm doing and impact it makes. Um, and and uh, I like the, the, the intellectual challenge it introduces and, and the organizational challenge it introduces. I love my job. I love the pay. Why should I uh, deny myself the money and, and, and enjoyment, right? Yeah. But on, on the other side, <clears throat> retirement in my mind is not uh, as commonly perceived to leave the, the job. Is they create the opportunity um, so I can leave it or in, in other cases, I will be let go, right? And I've seen really, really good people for whatever reason, for whatever reason, the company changes its direction. The company... Uh, switches to different approaches, downsize, splitting. I've seen fantastic people would let go. So retirement in my mind is that um, I can leave the job voluntarily or involuntarily at any given moment. But until I'm not, I'm not let go, why leave it? Yeah, I, I hear you there. It's, there's no point in leaving money on the table, like you said. And now I guess, you know, for a lot of people, it's not only just about, you know, being secure in retirement, it's about just being financially secure in general, you know, should, you know, something like uh, they lose their job or they get let go, downsized or whatever the case is, um, they, they, don't, they don't have to necessarily worry about, oh, you know, how am I going to eat tomorrow? How am I going to pay my mortgage? How am I going to do, you know, feed my family, whatever the case is. Um, so now, so what does the future hold in store now for you? Uh, are you going to continue growing the rental portfolio? What, what does that look like for you? Yeah, it, it turns out uh, I'm hitting the same limits all, uh, all, the, all investors hit in their early stages. And definitely my early uh, stages of my real estate career, although I have uh, quite a few years now uh, under my belt, but I'm, uh, I'm hitting my uh, glass ceiling with the conventional financing. So next, uh, I would like, and I'm learning uh, and exploring um, creative or uh, creative financing, be it a commercial portfolio, even private lending, and so forth. But even longer future, I'm looking at uh, uh, multifamily and maybe um, 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 what it's called. Oh, it escaped me. What it's called when I uh, bring investors. Uh, syndication. Syndication, that, that's, that, that's the word, yes. Um, in many forms, either a f- fractional owner, either full owner, or just a very passive investor. So mm-hmm. definitely at some point I may decide, hey, uh, I also want to retire, actively manage my portfolio, but I love real estate so much, I want to switch to completely passive real estate. 
So short term, uh, I need to think about creative financing, longer term, uh, being completely passive real estate investor. Absolutely love it. Love it. I think it's everybody's goal. You know, I was listening to a podcast at one, one point, uh, I forgot what podcast it was, uh, but they were talking about how the ultimate goal is to build up a large enough capital base uh, to eventually that you don't need to actually own physical real estate anymore, that you can either invest passively in syndication or you can just be a private lender and you just basically issue mortgages. I, I call it, that, that's, that's exactly, it's exactly stated goal. And I even written on my, in my, uh, uh, Facebook, uh, uh, group that I, uh, that I manage, uh, I call it cross to the other side of the chess or second part of the chessboard where it, the growth is so exponential. So majority of people, as I know, they invest for compounding interest, uh, as investment. But if, you, if the sum is, not that much, even 1 million compounding interest is not producing much of an income. But when you control, not even yours, but if you control $10 million, so 5% is suddenly what? It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a nice uh, number. What? Half a million dollar. Yeah. If, if you, if you, if you, if you had $10 million and you get 5%, yeah, you're looking at, yeah, I think you're looking at 500,000 right there. Which is beautiful. And you don't have to, own those $10 million, right? If yeah. I have a portfolio of real estate, uh, 80% owned by the bank and 20 by me, but the appreciation on the whole thing, 5%, I get to keep this $500,000. And it's funny in conversations with, with people, they say, hey, I need to save by whatever means $5 million so I can have 5% on top of it and it's $2,500,000 a year, that would be great. Why do you need this $5 million in the first place? If why not have $10 million that you just control? It's not yours, but the appreciation on top of it is yours. So that's definitely the idea. Once you cross this line to the second uh, part of the chessboard, this is where compounding interest is interesting. Before that, I'm a big fan of leverage. Got it. No, love it all. Love, love it. Love the strategy. Um, so switching back, you know, coming back to your current portfolio, uh, you mentioned before there's a lot of tax benefits that come with real estate and many of our listeners here uh, you know have are aware of that um, if you're a first time listener maybe maybe this is your first time hearing about it but would you be able to tell us about some of the tax strategies you use and help and how they've helped you reduce your tax bills yeah d definitely so first and absolutely foremost strategy is and, and i can I cannot stress enough how important this strategy is um, is to find a tax professional who understands real estate. That that's if you if you've done. I found you guys, uh, and I'm I'm so grateful. Uh, but it could start with the books, reading books, uh, and then uh, joining uh, local clubs and general jo uh, joining local forums, or even on biggerpockets.com uh, forums, uh, finding a, uh, finding and vetting good real estate professional. But uh, it's not an easy task. Yeah. It's not an easy task to find a real estate uh, CPA. So that's strategy number one. From there, <laughs> <laughs> from there, uh, it's a it's a, a, a conscious use of depreciation, being aware of depreciation recapture. It's going next to the cost segregation, more aggressive. It's even going next to uh, qualifying for real estate professional. 
where your all passive losses, which is a good thing, mm-hmm. can be offset from your day job income, which is a phenomenal thing. Um, so the strategy, once, once you have a good coach, good tax professional, um, adopt least aggressive strategy in the beginning, try before buy, and then once it works, adding more and more aggressive strategy. And one thing, and one thing about uh, real estate, uh, 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 CPA who specializes in uh, real estate, um, there, there are a few aha moments that I, that I observe with people. I mean, you say, oh, I know you, you invest in real estate. Um, so what, what are the aha moments? What was the, the thing? Um, and, and I say it's, it's finding a good real estate CPA who understands real estate CPA. I cannot stress enough uh, how important it is. It's it just like with any other profession. You have a doctor who specializes in, in heart surgery. Uh, will you, if you break your leg, will you go to this doctor? No. And if you, if, if you need a heart surgery, will you go to orthoped, uh, orth- orthopedic doctor? No. So everybody specializes. Same here. But the aha moment that, oh, I have my CPA and, and they do my, uh, my taxes. And then I do my, my one rental that I manage through the rental pro- uh, property management company. I don't understand what's going on. So did they do this? No. <laughs> did they do that? No. Have you, have you asked them? Well, I tried and I, I didn't hear a, a, an answer that, that satisfies me. So, um, and one other thing is that how often or when do you meet with your tax uh, 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 professional or CPA? Well, when, during the tax season, that's the biggest mistake. You need to meet your tax uh, 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 professional way before so you can build your tax strategy. And I, and I'm, and I come across like a <laughs> arrogant lecturing you what I need to do, right? <laughs> but that, that's the biggest moment for me. Uh, it's switching from the historic mindset when nothing can be changed. Here's a tax season that the last year passed to, hey, we're in the beginning, how we build our strategy to optimize around taxes. That's, that's the biggest strategy. hundred percent. Yeah. Thank you so much for the shout out there, Alec. You know, I, I agree with you hundred percent of what you said. It's, you know, <clears throat> if you're just talking to your CPA just in tax season, uh, then you're doing something wrong or your CPA is doing something wrong. You need to be talking to your CPA throughout the year so that you're taking the right steps throughout the year, taking the right action. So that at the end of the year, when you go follow your tax return, which is really just a report card of your income uh, and activities for the year, that uh, your facts align in a certain way to minimize your taxes. And you know, it's funny, we have, you know, we have, I think 88% of the returns that come across our door, that the potential clients uh, have either blatant errors or just big substantial substantial missed opportunities for taxes. And uh, it's often coming from a CPA that's just a generalist um, and there's nothing wrong with that, but when you're looking at real estate, there's a lot of special speciality here, and there's a lot of potential for tax deductions if you're doing it right. So thanks again for for mentioning that. And before we move on, you know, <clears throat> I know someone in our audience will will ask us this: uh, you you are working full time. How do you qualify as a professional if you are working full time? Well, there's a little, little secret here. Uh, we, we've got, uh, we, me and my wife, <clears throat> we've got into real estate and, and uh, took the plunge completely, 100%. So much so, so a few years back, she actually <laughs> obtained her real estate uh, 
agent license and uh, she's now with a, a top agency doing really well with and, and uh, I'm I'm her first and best customer right mm-hmm. client but uh, she's doing pretty well with others and and we actually educating uh, other people and, and make make them aware of opportunities uh, what real estate investing offers and uh, quite a few majority of her clients uh, converts uh, uh, that that decided took the plunge and suddenly oh there's no people return I want another property so to answer your question my wife she's a real estate investor and as a as a, as a couple uh, we uh, giving her a real estate agent uh, uh, clock uh, uh, logging more than seven uh, fifty one hours definitely qualified. Hundred uh, percent. Thank you for clearing that up because I know we'll get some questions if we didn't ask that. Uh, so, you know, <clears throat> what is the favorite? We ask everybody this: What is your favorite technology or software that you're currently using in your business? I'm a big fan of QuickBooks. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I mean, uh, even in my personal life, I use Mint. I use uh, uh, Go Payments. I use QuickBooks, and I use TurboTax, and uh, I, I really like it uh, so much. I also uh, use cloud technologies uh, to store my uh, my files, so it's accessible both from my desktop or from my desktop, from somebody else's desktop on my phone. So uh, I need something to have readily available. I have template for that, either email or file or form. I'm just on the go, ta 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 ta, send. Uh, and be done. And uh, this is a big deal. This is big. Once I, I talk about those. Uh, uh, patterns and discipline, daily, daily routines. <laughs> if you don't develop them, it's a death by a thousand paper cuts. Those oh, yeah. get in a way, they add up through the day, and suddenly you spend one hour to locate some document and maybe adjust it. And uh, next day, another hour, next day, another hour, suddenly you spend 10 hours a week, which you could do and, and uh, look uh, for. <laughs> Hundred percent. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with the, one of the things. Or one of the things you said resonated with me: the death by a thousand cuts with the habits and daily patterns. You know, <clears throat> for a while I was really on top of everything, on top of the patterns, and then I kind of let slip, slip a little bit, became a little undisciplined, and it quickly added up into a big, you know, kind of uh, snowball of of uh, every day. Yeah. Every day I, I go off my patterns. Every day it comes back at me just as like a, a muddy snowball. snowball. Yeah. yeah. So I 100% agree with that. Uh, God, do a habit audit every once in a while. Make sure that your that your your habits are in order and they're helping you achieve uh, what you want to achieve in an efficient manner. Um, we we know you did release a book. Uh, own your uh, own your future with real estate: the quick start guide to replacing your salary by renting out single family homes. Everybody who is uh, listening here, we have Alec holding up the book. It's a great cover, great cover of the book. Uh, would you be able to tell our listeners a little bit about w- what the book's about and why they might want to pick that book up? Right. Uh, well, thank you for uh, for the opportunity to present it. Um, so the, the short version is that um, I wish my realtor gave me that book when I started. So this book is not my my personal story, my personal journey. Hey, I read the book by Robert Kiyosaki and then this and this and this, and now I'm, I kick ass. And now I am uh, have that much uh, uh, rental income. No, it's not. It's, it's, a, <clears throat> it's, a, it's a manual. It's a, uh, it's a guide. It's a, it's a bunch of notes that I've been taking on each and every aspect that influences 
success or failure with real estate. And I took notes and at some point it, it was so many notes and I said, hey, I need to organize it in a, in a nice body of knowledge. And then, oh, this body of knowledge makes a book. Why not publish it? And then I, I myself, I reference it. And if I was able to reference it, reference it in, in, in I, I don't need to hold it in my, in my head, right? So if yeah. it helps me to reference it, so probably somebody else can do that. So again, this is, this is a, a reference. It's not my personal story. And it's, it covers all the key aspects in my view. And again, this is not the right book. This is not the only book. This is not the best book. This is my book that I organized for myself around key topics, around key areas that make or break uh, uh, success of, of my investment. I call it the, the de-risking strategy. You know, hey, what do you do? I do real estate. <clears throat> oh, it's so risky. I have de-risking strategy. <laughs> so it covers how you pick a target niche, how you effectively finance with a great uh, terms, um, how you market it to target audience and reduce the risk of bringing wrong crowd to your rentals, how you do property management, how you structure uh, uh, legal ent entity structure to protect your personal assets, um, uh, bookkeeping, how you build your tax strategy, uh, or I build my strategy, how you continuously educate yourself, how you network with people and expand and scale out through, through right people versus being one-man band. And then there is a small chapter of uh, putting it all together. So now, and uh, the, the structure of each chapter is built around the concept because each and every area has its own language. You tax guys have your own language nobody understands. The bookkeeping guys have their own language nobody understands. The lenders, they have their own language nobody understands. And the property management, they, they have their own language. So, so each chapter has the basic terms to, to get you up to speed to at least to, to speak intelligently with a representative in, in each area. Then it talks, lists out guidelines, do's and don'ts. This is what you should be doing if that's the, your target niche and, and you want to optimize there, that this is what you shouldn't be doing. Uh, the obvious one, hey, you should increase your uh, uh, credit score to score better terms with financing, right? And then there's a section of how to. Okay, you told me the language, I speak the language. You told me what to do, these are guidelines. And now there's a list of basic how-tos, how to do uh, 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 build your uh, chart of accounts for bookkeeping. That's not the best example. That's very complex, but still it's there. So each area shows me how to do things. For example, I always forget how to do uh, in uh, QuickBooks uh, uh, depreciation, uh, depreciation uh, as, as an expense in, in QuickBooks, right? I, it's, it's a special procedure there. Yeah. So I can't remember that. I go to the book, uh, step this, step one, step two, step three. Oh, I have it. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you've sold me on this book, man. I'm gonna, I, might, I might have to go pick it up myself. I think I'm going to. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, Albert Einstein, right? He didn't, you know, if you were, uh, there's a story that if you went and asked him for his phone number, he'd go look it up in a book because exactly. he said, he didn't, if, if he didn't need to keep it all up in his head, he would, he, he, why, why do that when he could look it up in a book? So it sounds like that's kind of along the same lines of what you did for yourself. Uh, it looks like you had a, a lot of experience building a successful single family 
rental portfolio. And if uh, our listeners out there, you're trying to do the same, you're getting started, you wish you, you had a, a mentor in a, in a, in a book, <laughs> uh, perhaps, you know, this is the book for you. I uh, definitely would say, check it out. Um, if our listeners wanted to get in contact with you or learn more about you and what you have going on, uh, what would be the best way for them to do so? So the, the easiest way is to go aleclevin.com. So there you can contact me. You can download uh, free chapters of the book. And uh, from there, there's a link to uh, Amazon. Or if you want to submit for a request for bulk copy, uh, request at, at huge discount, you can do it <laughs> to aleclevin.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Alec, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Definitely appreciate it. Looking forward to putting it out there. Hey, Thomas, thank you for having me on. Really appreciate the opportunity and especially thank you so much for helping me uh, build my tax strategy that saved me ton. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed the show, please find us on iTunes and leave us a review. You can also email us at contact at therealestatecpa.com with any feedback or topic suggestions. We are always taking on new clients and with the new tax laws in play, you really don't want to navigate this alone. Let us help you save money on taxes and with your accounting and CFO needs. To become a client, navigate to our client page at therealestatecpa.com and fill out a web form with as much detail about your situation as possible. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great rest of your week.